0: We're recording and we're synced basically, and we are ready to roll um,
1: you know i i I think this week I am going to look for bumpers I am either look for or make just bumper recordings that we can come into the show and end the show with because i can I can see right now we're making i i, I we're making ingredients we just need to prepare things, you know. Yeah, making it a cooking metaphor.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I I'm not nearly as familiar with, with podcasts as you are, so I, I listen to a few, and I the ones that I listen to are more for the purpose of informative type things. Like the ones that I most commonly listen to are reg- regarding the self publishing world and indie publishing. And so that's where most of my um, podcast listening and and what I actually end up doing in most instances, because it's on my TV, is I end up watching the YouTube version of it uh, or having the YouTube YouTube version up on the screen.
1: I don't think I could do that. I don't I, I, I think there are some informational podcasts that I have on occasion liked, but just as a medium. I like it a lot more for entertainment. I mean, there's so many good podcasts that are just fun. I,
0: I wish I had more, I wish I had more free time. I struggle to find free time. I've to find time to do the things that I'm already doing with the writing and the self publishing and the, and the work and then doing this podcast. And um, I find that lately, particularly with a deadline coming up with um, getting a manuscript to, my editor I'm I'm just the the free time is like virtually non-existent and um, so as much as I would like to indulge in some of those entertainment based podcasts for the moment I have to kind of keep my nose to the grindstone with the draft and uh, really push through and and not just finish it but finish it hopefully you know in a way that's decent yeah so so how do you feel about uh uh, april fool's day for i
1: i think it i i i think it's fun you know but um it's funny i have a thin skin so i'm not always that into the jokes that are played on me no i Uh, i'm not
0: i i have some things to say about it that are fairly critical but that's that's one of the reasons that i wanted to to bring it up
1: i like i like this um the, 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 the latest approach these past few years of uh, it being about marketing and making fun internet campaigns. I got to admit, I like it when websites decide to be screwy about April Fool's Day once. If they make it a yearly thing, I'm less impressed. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, the, yeah, ha, 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 ha. Nike are so charming with that, that joke again. No, 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 just come up with one good one. And, leave and it let pat. it be, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I. Yeah. My my problem with Saint Pat, I almost said Saint Patrick's Day with April Fool's Day.
1: <laughs> you hate the Irish. I,
0: <laughs> which is that's that's why there's so much self-loathing with me. Um, right. No, my problem with April Fool's Day is that everybody sees it coming. It's so labored, you know and that's true you yeah you, yeah well, it's
1: it's hardly a surprise you you basically have no one to blame but yourself if you get hit by an april fool's joke and don't know right that it's april 1st
0: and i think that one of the things that happens as a result of that is something that happened to me earlier today so there are a couple of sort of self-publishing indie publishing gurus that i follow and i get emails from them from time to time about New goings on in the world of indie publishing, and I got this email this morning, and I'm just I'm still kind of half awake, and it it said that uh, Amazon, if your book is in Kindle uh, Unlimited, which means that it has to be exclusive to Amazon, people who pay for that Kindle Unlimited service, if they take your book and they read your book, you get paid. A certain amount per page and it works out that for every hundred pages of your material that's read by everybody that reads it you make about I think it's like forty some cents or something I don't know um, at any rate so this morning it said um, this is just breaking news Amazon has acquired Twitter has, has finally acquired Twitter and they're going to make it that all of the um, the uh, accounts for Kindle Unlimited, um, it's going to be the page rate with a function of the number of Twitter followers you have. If the more Twitter followers you have, the more you're going to make. And that's <laughs> so that Amazon will be able to promote Twitter, cross-promote Twitter with its authors and get them more involved. And I thought, God. I don't I don't want to have anything to do with Twitter because it's just a time suck. <laughs> and it's so
1: funny. I know this sounds more and more like actually somebody's great idea. You know who ought to buy Twitter? Amazon. Right. Think of how cool that would be. Well, and they were they because because everything you've just described isn't so much a joke as a business plan. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> so and they decided just Amazon... to it today.
0: Amazon has been acquiring things like left and right just as Google has I mean you have these companies that have just been eating up everything in sight so you know my feeling was I'm, I'm looking at this equation and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking about it and I'm, I went online I'm like I've gotta see well, where's the story on this because I you know and I'm looking about it and what when I when I finally found that later in the email at, well after the calculations that showed how the new thing would work and if you had 10,000 followers, a hundred pages you get four dollars and eighty cents instead of like 40 cents or something i was thinking oh man you know i don't want to deal with this crap and i was just you know i had a bad taste in my mouth a little bit further down he says and you can click here to learn more and of course it was the gotcha you know so i immediately unsubscribed from that email because i was irritated i was you know i said you know now you're talking about the um income that people are making and there's already enough Anxiety and angst about how best to market yourself and how to make it take advantage of the tools that are there so You know, I didn't send an email to him saying you know that that's really not an area you want to go You don't want to fool around with with the Revenue streams that people have you just you don't want to do that particularly when this guy is making six figures a year, you know Um, That's just not that's not cool with me. So I just unsubscribe and said Done, you know, you 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 your your price for looking clever and getting me to go and look, you know, spend five minutes looking this up and finally figuring out what was going on is you just lost a subscriber, which well, he doesn't care, you know, probably got who knows how many thousands of uh, people on his email list, but um, to me it just says that the nature of the pranks that people pull for April Fool's Day are necessarily more onerous than they used to be I think that they're less playful um, because you have to get people paying attention with that kind of um, having their guard down the way that I was this morning and I was you know I was suckered for for a moment it, yeah. it just, something about it I thought well that's crazy I mean how are they gonna make that work and I thought and but the the, the thing was I wasn't thinking April 1st.
1: Yeah. You know. I think that's April Fool's Day is again I- 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 when we were I don't know, maybe years ago it was about jokes or pranks, but n- like I said now it's just weird business ideas that I'm going to float and kind of get away with because I can then just say, "Oh, it's April 1st. I wonder why more advertisers don't basically lie on <laughs> on April Fools yeah. and then just it was April Fools, it's not real." Um, when I worked at an ad agency in Phoenix, one April fools, um, there was a competing agency in town that put out a press release, a press release saying (laughs) that they had purchased us. Wow. And you know, the, the joke being their agency was only four people. Right. Mm -hmm. But, and we were kind of, you know, we were big. And the idea, if you knew, you know, the inside dope was, yeah, that's hilarious that they would buy, you know, them, but to anyone else, it looked like they bought our goddamn agency and everyone in the office was just pissed. We were getting all sorts of calls, you know, from clients. This is true. And, uh, yeah, that was not fun. And, what was
0: the response from the company you worked for?
1: Well, that's the thing. They were they didn't know what response to have, just you know, yet, and they well, well, were after
0: they, they were figured it out. After they figured out what was going on, what was how well, did they, they handle it? They
1: ended up calling. They ended up calling the uh, CEO of the other company and just being like, "Look, this is not cool." You know, our CEO called them and just said, "Look, this isn't professional. This isn't cool. This is, you know," and um, I I had offered a couple of responses on our blog. I was like, "Look, we can't just shit hammer them." Because then we're gonna look like we have no sense of humor, but we got one of two ways to go. Uh, I went onto their uh, their site, and I you know found the post where they that they wrote, and I determined the IP address of the author, and I went onto Google. At the time, you could do this a lot more easily, and I'm like, okay. And so the guy who wrote it, this is. According to Google Maps, the satellite view. This is the guy's house. This is where he lives. This is his car. This is his. This is the the plate number of his car. <laughs> I'm like, why don't we? You know, we can we can do a post that's like, hey, we love April Fools as well. Here's a joke, and then just put the guy's shit on our blog. Right. And they, they thought that was funny but demurred. And I said, okay, yeah. look, look, the the other. The other solution is let's put out a blog post saying that we used the profits from the sale to buy the uh, um, the Arizona water supply. And now we're a Bond villain. Or it was something like that. And we went with that. And um, I photoshopped our... our CEO's head onto Doctor Evil's body, and we did a post, and it was funny, thing, and we basically made fun of their right. their claims, so that people could tell, oh, I see, this is bullshit, because right. we were getting a lot of people coming to the site going, is this real?
0: The thing that that I would have um, been inclined to do was to say that you know, in response, say um, that you, that your company had. Had made a counter effort to acquire their company, but you were outbid by a house fly. And just really demeaned that company down to the point of being so small that it could yeah, literally I just didn't, be.
1: I just didn't want it to like blow up into a thing. I was like, either. either. Uh, I know. Either, <laughs> I, I know. And I know that the uh, track down the author's stuff was definitely gonna fan flames but it would have taken it out of jokes and there, right there into, was that episode
0: there was that episode of Mad Men where something about the NAACP and the agency Don Draper's agency had I don't remember what it was but as a result a rival agency put an ad in the New York Times that the, that the Don the Don Draper's agency was looking to hire African Americans. Or as they called right. them in the show, colored people. And so they had all of these applicants in the waiting room. And it was this this joke. And, right. of course, they ended up hiring one of the women. And she worked for – I can't remember who she worked for. Um, she was a secretary. She for Don for a while. Did she?
1: Yeah, because he was like, well, you know, we got to – I think it, if I remember the episode correctly, his argument was, well, we got it now. Uh, you know, that it'll, it'll look right. horrible if we don't. And they said, well, then you take her because right. he was actually going through secretaries. One or oh, the
0: other. yeah. I mean, he, his thing with secretaries was funny because it was like it, if 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 she didn't become – if it wasn't Peggy and go into actual creative work, then it was the one that Roger married. And then it was the one that he – He
1: the, married. The,
0: the, well, before the one that he married, he screwed around with her and she threw a fit. And then it was Burt Cooper's old secretary. She died at the desk and uh then it's the one that he married and i i I, there were others in between probably but it it was that was i guess the running joke of the of the uh that was that was the madman version of the all the drummers that spinal tap had over the years yeah so
1: That show, it's so. What's funny of working at an ad agency when Mad Men is on the air is watching all the uh, the fool ass ad agency creative directors thinking that they're Don Draper. And like that weird kind of bravado <laughs> that their job never really had and suddenly it did. And you just wanted to slap them and go, shut up, fool. <laughs> Do, <laughs> like, they... the Don Draper is made up and, you know, you're.
0: Actually, he's based on an actual. Good. He's based on an actual. Ad men from the 50s and 60s. I've forgotten the name of the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's based, you know, vaguely on a number of different stories from, you know, the ad world, but it's like the the idea that you're, you know. Yeah, I, I hear it's you. Like, it's like it's like if it was 1982 and you grew a thick, bushy muster, mush, uh, mustache and started trying to get people to call you Magnum.
0: <laughs> well, the whole April Fool's routine, I think, has seen its day and i think particularly in the age in the information age the digital age it's past the point i mean it's, it's an over-ripened piece of fruit that really needs to be cut I've down
1: got, what i have said okay okay the one thing on april fool's day that i still maintain and i'd love for somebody to take me up on this all right maybe i'll do it someday but april 1st is the perfect day to kill yourself (laughs) think about it if you if you if you kill yourself on april fools right and you you know you email out your your suicide note see ya suckers know, i'm 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 out of here this is your fault you know and you you do that (laughs) there's gonna be like a full 24 hours where your family is going wait really what i mean it's
0: it's you're a dark man so
1: that would be awesome You're a dark man. (laughs) And, oh yeah, and do it in a way that makes people go, oh no, that can't be real. I I, I love the... (laughs) I, I can't think of anything better than the Doug Stanhope idea that he got from someone else that you tie a wire around your neck, you tie a rope around your feet, and you connect the wire to the rope such that when you jump off of a bridge... You know, you're hanging from your feet, but the wire cuts your head off. But before you jump, you glue your hands to your head, so that basically they find the body swinging from the feet and holding your own head like a basketball. It's like, if you did that on April 1st, it would take almost a week for anyone to believe you were actually dead. That that's, would be the way to go.
0: That's, uh... <laughs> That's far more graphic than I needed to envision in a suicide. I was thinking something bizarre like suicide by eyedrop or something.
1: Su- that would be good too, sure. Suicide something, by something sponge. Subtle?
0: Yeah, it's something I, I, completely yeah. understated.
1: Well, the, the uh, Stanhope ends that bit with I, the last thing a comic wants to do is die doing someone else's material, so I can't do <laughs> that one because somebody else thought it up, and I tend to agree, but I can't think of anything better. It's, yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah, something so it's, completely bizarre. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Now, here's the thing. I took a quick look, and April Fool's Day, nearest people can tell, uh, there are various iterations of it, dates back to Chaucer's Day, at least. And there was one point in time when evidently it had to do with the split between people who celebrated... New Year's on January 1st and people who s- celebrated New Year's on April 1st and mm-hmm. the people who celebrated it on April 1st I believe were called the, the fools so it was April Fools Day and I don't and then every every culture whether it was um, the Scottish had their own thing and and uh, I believe there was a Polish uh Is take this a on pagan it. thing I don't I didn't I don't hmm remember finding anything about it being a pagan thing I took a quick glance just out of curiosity I just wanted to see time frame you know how long it had been going on and it's the it's the sort of thing that I think one of the reasons that traditions and rituals fall away is that they they get to a point in uh, the culture of a country or even if it's a, a, a global uh, ritual or tradition where they just don't have enough um, mass to them anymore to make them that interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that I found this possible topic of interest, is because I think that April Fool's, if people really look at it, it's become this post postmodern, we do it because we've always done it sort of thing. And I think there are a number yeah. of things that are kind of falling into that. Uh, category. I mean, how much does St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo have to do with Irish or Mexican culture, really? I mean, nothing. It doesn't have anything to do with it. The people who Mm -hmm. celebrate each of those holidays just want a reason to drink beer as if they need a reason. I've always
1: said that. Yeah, there's only enough of a connection from that holiday to that people to make a defense and nothing more.
0: And I I will say, you know, with this proviso, with this proviso, um, St. Patrick's Day anyway and I don't know about Cinco de Mayo but St. Patrick's Day in Boston as you know has an enormous um, there, there's an enormous celebration surrounding that because you have a highly concentrated Irish population and there are other cities, you know, New York City and Chicago obviously the river goes green um, and, and, and other cities that have that high concentration of, of, um, of Irish people But even still, um, I think that there is largely a celebration built around it for the sake of drinking beer. And since the Irish do make certain beers, then, you know, it's going to be the excuse to have a Guinness. Although I would imagine that there are people who have a Corona on St. Patrick's Day and then have a Guinness on Cinco de Mayo. But who knows? Yeah. Uh, so I think that April Fool's Day has fallen into that. We keep I, you it alive. Know, I also don't because... think
1: that we get to celebrate Cinco de Mayo in this holiday uh, now that we are so arch about uh, a very specific kind of immigrant in the United States, you know? Oh, I disagree. I, <laughs> I think now that we are so almost oh, don't. blatantly and anti when, when you say don't,
0: we, so When you say not allowed, you mean we shouldn't be allowed as opposed to we won't be doing it.
1: I I think anyone who is, they need to get back to their own fucking country or whatever, is not allowed to have a Corona and Lyme on uh, the 5th of uh, May.
0: That's not America.
1: 4th, 4th of <laughs> May. 4th of May. I don't know Spanish. I,
0: i it's fifth, but it's the fifth cinco is five it is the fifth okay yes
1: um yeah it's like if it, if it was you, the you quattro don't to, of you don't get to have a dopey party and eat nachos out of a, a sombrero shaped uh bowl and at the same time say they're taking our jobs you know well That's bullshit
0: there it is bullshit but it's also what's allowed in this country you're allowed to be stupid and loud and obnoxious and still have
1: I'm not it's, saying pass a law. I'm saying if yeah. I see one of these assholes with you know, one of their uh, uh, Don't Tread on Me t-shirts celebrating Cinco de Mayo, I, I think we should beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I, I well, just, I have to be you, honest.
0: How, how many of those are you likely to find in Portland?
1: In Portland, none, thankfully. Right, right. I mean, in, in Arizona, they, yeah, if yeah. you live in an apartment complex, you're going to be surrounded by 20 of them. But here, yeah, yeah. none. Yeah, well... Our, it, both of our senators told, uh, uh, you know, President Clownstick to go fuck himself several times in the last month. So Yeah.
0: Well, um, from Arizona here, I know that, um, that uh, there are people who will probably use Cinco de Mayo as an excuse to go out and drink. And if they were asked and they felt you know, they were in an environment where they were free to express themselves, they would be in favor of, you know, building the wall and so on and so forth. And, yeah, oh um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, you it's... and I both know, we, we grew up with these assholes. They'll, they'll think the well, response largely be, well, well, no, no, it'll be largely, well, I love Mexico because they make great food. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. But they need to get the fuck out. You know, it's, it, it, it's not funny, but if I guess you're that kind of brain damaged, it is.
0: Well, I think it's worse, worse now than when we were growing up, to be honest, that this area in terms of how reactionary it is, I think that, and and one of the things that I honestly believe is that, that a lot of the reactionary types that I've met and gotten to know well enough to know, did they grow up here? Are they from here or not, are not from here. They've come from somewhere else. Mm They've come here they've for that a job, nice white. Yeah. or they've come here for whatever reason, and they embraced what they can. They, I think, the impression of Arizona by a lot of people for a long time was that it was kind of the wide open West, and you know, um, my ex, her aunt and uncle, won the Powerball a number of years ago, and mm-hmm. they were living in the Fargo, North Dakota area. And they uh, had eight kids. Um, decided that they were going to move to a warmer area. And so since my ex's aunt, her sister, my ex's mom, was you know here in Arizona, they decided, well, let's move down to Arizona. They had a ton of money, more money than they knew what to do with. They ended up getting a house in North Scottsdale. Beautiful house. I was there once. And it was really... Uh, the kind of thing that the landscaping, you absolutely were not going to do yourself. And so the uncle who was this really kind of, uh, you know, he wasn't much, he wasn't very social. He kind of, you, you know, when we were over there, he spent the whole, the whole time in the back room doing whatever, you know, he used to watch the stock market reports and stuff or the the stock ticker as it would go down across the screen, wow. but, but evidently what, what happened was, they made arrangements for someone to come and do landscaping at some point on their property and he happened to look out the window and see that all of the people doing the work were Latino what he would not call Latino and he got on the phone right away and chewed him out and said he didn't want any damn Mexicans back doing his landscaping and you know I mean the that for me was the perfect example of you know people coming to arizona from somewhere else in the country where it's far whiter and assuming it'll be the same thing here and not understanding the nature of the region is um people who you know some of whom were born in the united states and some of whom were not um yeah but th- th- uh, I it, and,
1: and the length of our racist memory kind of goes as far as our eyes. It's like if if we can see a difference, we'll be racist about them longer. You know, I, I'm sure this guy had no problem with immigrants from Poland doing his yard work, but uh, I don't know. You can actually see the difference, and oh my gosh, black people really look different, and they have really been shit on in this country for you know uh, longer than anybody. Well, so they they were shit on I, before I, they I, got
0: I, to this country. I, I mean just, Ooh, just being yeah. just being being pulled being pulled from their homes and and stacked.
1: Oh yeah, like no doubt. I'm just saying ships, I'm just saying you know given the length of history between then and now yeah. and they're still being fucked with like this, it's it's like thank thank God we didn't find any purple people, we'd be eating them. I mean <laughs> God. Well let's see. So we're we're just out about out of time.
0: Yeah. I think we're at that point. So um I am I am casting my unofficial, unscientific, unuseful vote to do away with uh, April Fool's Day just because I think that it's past its point of usefulness. But other and I people think, would say... I think we
1: need to hang on to it for at least another 20 years because that's when I'll be at retirement age and uh, I need to call my own way out. And so I need to make it interesting. So right after, I, 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 I snuff myself... Go ahead and, and cancel it, but I've got a practical need for it.
0: I, you know, I can't believe that you're going to actually do that when you still plan on writing a book. I'm sure called Eric Reed Living the Dream.
1: Yeah, I think I think that'll be my suicide note.
0: Really, <laughs> that'll be an, you should make it at least like sixty thousand a sixty thousand word autobiography. It would be the, the it would be, would be both the longest and most upbeat suicide note in Newton history. Note in history.
1: Yeah, but th- if that happens, I'm changing the title to I just scanned it for my name. <laughs> All right, well, All right. let's sew it up then. All right, that's it until All next right. time. All right, take ciao, care. Ciao,
0: ciao, as the man says.
1: Ciao, ciao.